0: are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fired up, it's a big Monday edition of Locked On NFL Podcast, following up a absolutely incredible week three of the NFL season, full Sunday slate, and it was filled with game-winning field goals, walk-off wins for a bunch of teams, and a couple teams getting off the schneid, and some not what it means for them. And rookie quarterbacks, man, they continue to struggle as uh, they've now made it into multiple weeks of their NFL careers. We'll go through those numbers. We're going to talk to a couple of our Locked On NFL hosts, Luke Braun, who you hear on this podcast every Tuesday with Ross Jackson. But he's breaking down the Vikings. Getting their first win of the season, it did not come off the leg of Greg Joseph. They made it a little bit easier. Kirk Cousins and crew, how the Vikings got a big W against the Seattle Seahawks. But the NFC West continues to show that it's one of the premier divisions in the NFL. But the San Francisco 49ers, how'd they do on Sunday night football against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? We'll get into that unbelievable contest to wrap up an incredible Sunday. Slate of games. I am your Monday host, Bo Brock. Make sure you're following uh, along on Twitter at Locked On Network at B O B R A C K. Also, we're going to talk to Peter Bukowski from that uh, that win for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, where where the Packers are now? I mean, following this uh, this Mason Crosby walk off field goal or Aaron Rodgers and crew after disappointing Week One, is it still the last dance? for this Green Bay Packers team and uh, if they're back on track after a bad loss to the New Orleans Saints. But uh, let's get into the action that was the earlier games on Sunday. Looking at it, New Orleans Saints, as I mentioned, Week 1, they dominate the Packers. Week 2, they have a letdown. And then Week 3, they get right back on track. Saints take out the New England Patriots, 28-13. Jameis Winston, another low passing yardage total, but he gets two touchdowns. He takes care of the football. Alvin had a re- receiving touchdown to open up the scoring. Talking, We're going to talk a little bit more about these rookie quarterbacks. Mac Jones struggled in this one, just a touchdown, had three interceptions for the Patriots as they fall 28-13. The Atlanta Falcons, they get off the schneid. They get their first win of the season, 17-14 over the New York Giants, who remain winless, had a tough loss on Thursday Night Football to the Washington football team. Matt Ryan, 243 and two touchdowns. Saquon Barkley for the Giants, he had 51 yards and a score. Cincinnati Bengals get a big win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bengals now 2-1 on the season. Joe Burrow, 172 passing yards, three touchdowns, two of those to Jamar Chase. His LSU teammate, fifth overall pick, Burrow threw one pick. Najee Harris still has not rushed over 50 yards in a game. The first-round pick out of Alabama for the Steelers, who lost 24-10. But Najee Harris had 14 catches for 102 yards in the setback for Pittsburgh And then the Baltimore Ravens, an unbelievably electric game. It was the Baltimore Ravens. And probably they should have had a delay of game penalty uh, before Justin Tucker kicked a 66-yard game-winning field goal. Uh, He went four for five in the game from field goals, including that 66-yarder. Probably should have been knocked back five yards. And, man, it did not have an inch to spare as it hit the crossbars and Kicked up and over and good for the Ravens, who win 19-17 over the Detroit Lions' DeAndre Swift, 107 total yards and a touchdown in the loss. But Baltimore improves to 2-1 after a season-opening loss to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football. Looking at the earlier, continue to look at these earlier games, which were fantastic. You got the Arizona Cardinals taking out the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it was the Jaguars who actually had a kick six To end the first half, it was Matt Prater who also went out for a 60-plus yard field goal, a 68-yarder after making a 62-yarder last week. Matt Prater attempted a 68-yarder, and it was returned 108 yards. James Conner in this game had two touchdowns for the Arizona Cardinals, both his his first and second scores as a member of the Cardinals team. And A.J. Green, another free agent signing for the Redbirds, had 112 yards. Kyler Murray had a rushing touchdown. It was his 10th total touchdown on the season. Trevor Lawrence continues to struggle, the number one overall pick. There are two more interceptions, including a pick six to Byron Murphy, the Arizona Cardinals, who had two picks in this game, and the Jaguars, Urban Meyer. They fall to 0 3. They fall 31 19 to the Redbirds, who are 3 0. They have the Los Angeles Rams in week four. Buffalo Bills all over the Washington football team, 43 21. Josh Allen, 358 yards, four touchdowns. Emmanuel Sanders, two of those scores. Taylor Henneke, Heineke, two touchdowns and two picks, struggled in this contest. And then the Cleveland Browns were all over Justin Fields. Another, uh, you feel the theme here, rookie quarterback struggling. Miles Garrett, four and a half sacks, half of the sack total of the Cleveland Browns who had nine total team sacks on Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, 26-6. Browns go to 2-1 and after a season opening loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. Justin Fields struggled, probably worse than any of the rookies this week six for 20 throwing the football, 68 yards and just 12 rush yards. did not look comfortable all day against the Browns. And then the Tennessee Titans, they take out the Indianapolis Colts. It was a easy victory for the Tennessee Titans as they uh, they kind of made easy work of Indy 25-16. That game was tied actually at one point. Ryan and Tannehill had three touchdowns, two picks and uh, Derrick Henry, 113 yards on the ground. Carson Wentz, Pretty quiet day. Put the football up in the air quite a bit, but just threw for 194 yards, 19 for 37. And the Colts, they fall to 0-3 on the day. I talk about those rookie quarterbacks. This includes a couple, one afternoon game, and Trey Lance did not get into the Sunday night game. So these are your rookie quarterbacks. Signal callers. Trevor Lawrence on the week. 22 for 34, 219. two touch, or Just a touchdown and two picks. Struggling in a loss for Jacksonville. Zach Wilson after the, and we'll get into this game. Denver absolutely dominated uh, the Jets, 26 0. Zach Wilson went 19 for 35, 160 yards in just two, pi- and two picks. And Justin Fields, as I mentioned, 68 yards on six of 20 passing, sack nine times and a loss. And Mac Jones and a loss 30 for 51, 270 yards, touchdown, and three interceptions. If you look at it, You know, except for Justin Fields, he didn't throw a pick. But between these guys, they threw seven picks on the day. The rookie signal callers struggling early on. You're not seeing like the Justin Herberts where they just light it up early on. Looking at some more early games here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Thank you for subscribing, watching on YouTube. And the the wild week three action, uh, the early games, I think, was rounded out by a huge win on the road for Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers, holding off Patch Mahomes and sending him to a big loss. And uh, I got to—I I, I think this has got to be the first signature win for your offensive rookie of the year, your reigning offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. We bring on, of course, from Locked On Chargers, our guy David Drogemeyer. David, thanks for joining me, and let's right out of the gates—you know—answer that question for me. You know, is the, is this Justin Herbert's first signature win of his young career? Yeah, no,
2: there's no question about it. It absolutely is the signature win of Justin Herbert's career going into Arrowhead week two or week three, excuse me, against the pa- Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs, one of the best teams in the NFL, a team that's dominated the AFC West for the last five years. And yes, there's no other way around it. You go into, into a hostile environment with a, a raucous crowd, and you go out and you get one of the biggest wins of your career. Ballsy calls by Brandon Staley, some money throws by Justin Herbert. And that defense did just enough. They they put a blanket on that coverage and they didn't let Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey beat them. And that's how you get it done. That's how you get a huge, huge win.
1: Yeah, definitely want to talk more about Herbert's performance because it was it was unbelievable. He out you know the greatest quarterback on the planet. I don't think anybody would disagree with that, uh, at least as far as Sunday Sunday goes. But you know the defense also benefited from some turnovers. And is that something that Staley brings to this defense, or did they just kind of you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire? You know he, he coughs the ball up in a, in a key situation. I mean, your thoughts on them kind of forcing a couple of fumbles and interceptions from from Mahomes? If you're gonna beat this Chiefs team,
2: you have to turn that team over. There's no yeah. other way around it. You have to take as many possessions away from that offense as possible. And the Chargers were able to do that. And yes, Brandon Staley is a very opportunistic defense, but that's because he puts his he puts his stars around the ball. He wants them to be where the action is. And the Chargers went into this game and they took the ball away. And they did it in different ways. They get the two fumble, the forced fumbles by Tavon Campbell. They get two other interceptions, another interception for Asante Samuel Jr., the rookie second-round pick. And then you get another interception by Alohi Gilman. I mean, it was crucial because the Chargers scored 21 points off of turnovers in this game. And you don't win this game if you don't turn the ball – if you don't turn the Chiefs over, the Chargers were able to do that. Very uncharacteristic by the Chiefs, but the Chargers took advantage.
1: Brock, David Drogermeyer, of course, uh locked on Chargers here on the Lockdown NFL podcast. And uh, you know, last year it seemed like heartbreaking loss after heartbreaking loss. You weren't on the winning side of these games last year. You know, is this just uh Justin Herbert, his four touchdown passes, his play, his poise down the stretch? Was it just uh, you know, him changing that narrative with with the big W on the road? One of the most hostile environments in the NFL.
2: It it definitely is. I mean, last year, call it what you will, the the Chargers were able to come back in a lot of those games towards the end of the year and they end on a pretty good winning streak. And then they take that into this next season. They go to Washington uh, across the country. They get a big win in their first game, a little bit of a letdown obviously against the Dallas Cowboys with all of those penalties, but you come back against the Kansas city chiefs, again, going across the country and, and just a crazy hostile environment and you get a, a, just a monumental win Uh, to get a win of this caliber against an AFC West opponent early on this early on in the season can absolutely change the trajectory of your season. It can't be understated how important this win was.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's just interesting. was Staley brought in the defensive minded guy to combat that offense that the chargers just beat on Sunday. Yeah, there's
2: no way. There's no question about that. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Staley, the the defensive wizard, coming off of the number one defense in the NFL last year with the Rams, taking those concepts, uh, and of course, you'd love to have an Aaron Donald, right? Everyone would love to have an Aaron Donald. Everyone would love to have a Jalen Ramsey. But the Chargers have two guys that I would say are pretty close to that. Yeah. I'd say they got Joey Bosa, who. In this game, he was hurt and he was battling. I mean, he went out there; he still made impactful plays, still got after the quarterback, made jo- uh, Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable, and his contributions were absolutely just critical in this game. They, they, it was a, a game time decision all the way up uh, until just 30 minutes before kick. He he goes out there, gives it everything he he has, and that's what it takes when you have to when you're going up against a team like this. That's what it takes to beat a team like this.
1: Yeah, it it was an impressive performance and great to see Derwin James back out there flying around the football field, one of the most uh, versatile, electric football players playing in the league, you know, on that side of the football. On the other side, it's just, you know, Justin Herbert's in that conversation. And I just spent a lot of time talking about this recent rookie class. It looks terrible as far as the quarterbacks are concerned. So uh, kind of refreshing to see that Herbert's not suffering from that sophomore slump. And you mentioned a big AFC West game next week. Las Vegas Raiders coming off a big W who knew that we were going to be previewing that game with uh, so much early, you know, I know it's early on, but a lot already on the line.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think anybody thought that this, this contest coming up was going to have this much importance and who, who saw the Raiders coming in and getting three big wins off the, off the bat. I mean, obviously you take advantage, take a look at who they played and they, they beat some really good teams, but you look at their history too, the, the Raiders have done this. They've started off hot and then they fizzled out throughout the end of the year. So we'll see if they finally have the formula that it takes to win football games in this league. They've started off well. Let's see if they they keep it going. That defense still concerns me. The offense obviously is clicking on all cylinders. That's yeah. what this game is going to be about. Two high-powered offenses going head to head.
1: Yeah, he's he's breaking it down of course. Uh, David Drogemeyer unlocked on Chargers all week previewing the two and one Chargers the Bolts taking on the undefeated Silver and Black. Can't wait to hear that. Uh, Check him out on Twitter at DRO Talk SD, DRO Talk on Twitter. David, thanks so much, man.
2: Well, always a pleasure.
1: Thank you very much. Week three did not slow down from the earlier games into the late games as there was still just as much drama, just as much excitement, and uh, a couple of teams that needed some big wins got them in the rookie quarterback struggles. They continued, as I mentioned, with Zach Wilson in the new. York. It was not pretty against the Denver Broncos. We'll get into the later games. First, of course, we're back and better than ever. And all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With new updated site interface, even more odds, even more props in contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial po- deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of these amazing offers that are available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Also, NFL fans this is Bob Brock and I'm here to tell you about the incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about you buy gas you drive around you need to buy gas and get upside is going to save you some cash make you some cash our listeners are making up to 25 cents of t- per gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now use the promo code touchdown and you'll get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back by using get Just download the app for free and use the promo code touchdown. They to get a 50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as, as much as two, $300 in a month in cash back. And there's no catch at all. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal or e-gift card or Amazon other brand gift cards, just download the free get upset app and use the promo code touch and get up to 50% per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's the promo code touchdown for an extra bonus 50 cents or 25 cents to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank with get upside. The wildness didn't slow down from the earlier games to the later games on Sunday in week three. Of course you had to, of course, The Las Vegas Raiders outlasting the Miami Dolphins, a crazy game there. But also in the afternoon games, it was the Minnesota Vikings getting off the schneid and taking out the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, a big win for the Vikes. Who Their schedule right now, it's not going to get any easier, but it was important for them to get that big W after kind of a soul-crushing loss last week where their uh, place kicker, Greg Joseph missed the 37 yarder that would have won the game for them in Arizona against the Cardinals. I bring on locked on Vikings and locked on NFL host Luke Braun and Luca. I'm starting a new fan club. It's called Kirk cousins is really good at the football club.
0: (laughs) You're going to have some joiners. You're going to have some defectors. So here's the thing with Kirk cousins, your opinion of Kirk cousins will be entirely based on what he did when he played your favorite team, because he's, Uh, and he's been phenomenal to start this season, but he's kind of known for being streaky and he'll have these streaks of this just just terribly awful quarterback play. He'll throw interceptions or it'll just be super, you know, he'll miss downfield receivers. It'll be anemic. And then he has streaks like what he's on right now, where he looks like he could be an MVP candidate Um, against your Cardinals. He was phenomenal in that game. And like you mentioned, you know they were within a whisper of a win. And in this game, he had. And now I've been calling him the Seattle Solve Talks on uh, Tuesdays on Locked On NFL, uh, <laughs> but he had him figured out. And I think everybody does. But he had him figured out pre-snap. Pete Carroll after the game even said like they threw everything at him, and they did. They threw every blitz they could dream up at him, and he had it sniffed out every single time. Found the vacated area, found wide open guys, threw lasers into tight windows. Um, a, a truly pristine game. I think just about the only thing that went wrong for Kirk cousins was his shoe came off on one of the plays,
1: <laughs> but other than that, 30 for 38, three three touchdowns, uh, continuing that great rapport with the second year wide out now and Justin Jefferson. What what, what can you say about and the other Jefferson?
0: second year wide out two yeah. second year wideouts having a big year and KJ Osborne as well. The fifth rounder having a bit of a
1: breakout. KJ Osborne, we opened up the scoring last week. So the offense, we knew about the Vikings and their ability to, to, to put up points, right? And, and Kirk Cousins, that offense, even without Dalvin Cook on Sunday, looked great, 30 points. What was it this, this defense was able to kind of wrangle up Russell Wilson in that Seahawks offense. They just couldn't stay in this game.
0: Yeah, the, the offense helped the defense a lot in this one. This is going to be one of those times where you hear complimentary football out of Minnesota all week. OK, because the the Seahawks, they went up to a 17 to seven lead. Initially, they scored on three of their four opening drives, including some really, really poor plays from Bashad Breeland. Uh, I think one or two bad ones from your old boy, Patrick Peterson, too. It, was, it looked real, real rough. Mm-hmm. And then they turned it around and they didn't give up another point all game. And part of that is because from the middle of the second quarter on the Seahawks only had four like real possessions. They had a couple of dumb end of half ones. So technically six, but four real possessions. None of those possessions went over six plays. One of them was a six play drive that ended in a missed field goal, but no more points for the Seattle Seahawks after that. So and Zimmer at halftime kind of said, oh, they came out with some wrinkles we weren't expecting and we have to adjust and kind of move forward. And that is what it seems like that's what they did. I, I'll have to figure it out a little bit later and listen to Locked On Vikings if you want <laughs> my, my take on what those adjustments actually were. But mm. they figured something out. They were able to keep Russell Wilson uh, in the pocket a little bit better, get him on the ground a little bit. They had a couple of sacks. Uh, but also they just managed to, to cover a little bit better. And there were, a lot of the pressure that came on Russell Wilson came really late in the play. And it seemed like guys weren't breaking open.
1: It's Bo Brock, Luke Braun, the locked on NFL podcast. Hang out with you on a Monday. Please check us out to, on YouTube. If you haven't done so already subscribe, like the video. And uh, you know, this was a big victory for Mike Zimmer and crew. I mean, their first in the season, probably a week too late. Could have had one last week. So we've talked about, but one in two now, you know, what does this win mean for the Vikings going forward? Does this just get them back on track or they still have a lot of making up to do for an 0-2 start?
0: I think it's vindicating for them, honestly, because they insisted over the last couple of weeks with angry questions, pointed questions from the media and and deservedly so they had to like. Swear on their lives that they were a good football team. They, that was their line. Like, we are good. We promise. And so to see that finally bear out, I think is pretty vindicating. I, I think Mike Zimmer's been in a little bit of trouble on this 0 2 start. I think if things continued to go by the wayside, if they were, you know, 1 and 5 headed into the bye like they were last year, I think we would maybe have a pretty good chance at a change. Um, but I think a big win like this against a team that was in the playoffs last year will go a long way toward getting a little bit more faith uh, in Mike Zimmer from the owners, Mark and Ziggy Wilf, who are, I think, biased toward giving faith to their guy. I think they are, they want to be a patient organization and they want to give the guy every single chance they can possibly justify. Um, and I think this justified a few more.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, they they lose by, you know, three points to the Bengals in week one, one point to the Arizona Cardinals. I, I think I'd seen that the point differential for an 0-2 O2, O2 team, you know, they the four, ones that yeah, have minus
0: four and now plus nine and they're one and yeah. two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh they make the playoffs. So it's a good team. I don't think anybody will disagree with it. Uh if they can find their way defensively, it's gonna be a big thing for this for this organization. So make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL tomorrow. Luke Braun, Ross Jackson breaking it down fantasy football, and a re- keep, recap of tonight's Monday night football game. Luke, thanks so much, man. Of course. The rest of the afternoon games look like this. New York Jets absolutely got their doors blown off by the Denver Broncos. 26-0. Denver improves to 3-0. Teddy Bridgewater, 235 yards in this game. Melvin Gordon, 61 yards on the ground. And a touchdown. Tim Patrick, 98 yards receiving. You had a, a thriller overtime victory. Las Vegas Raiders at home. Another OTW for them. And John Gruden, Derek Carr, 386 yards in that game. To win it, it was uh, Derek Carr throwing for two touchdowns. He had one interception, and they had the field goal walk off late in overtime. Jacoby Brissett, though, played very well for the Dolphins, 32 for 49, 215. He didn't throw any interceptions. He didn't throw a touchdown either. But uh, Miami falls to 1-2, and and the Las Vegas Raiders are now 3-0, and and they have a big game coming up next week against the Los Angeles Chargers in an AFC West showdown. Also, that was going down on uh, Sunday as far as the action is concerned. You look at the afternoon slate, and uh, you you had a victory for Tampa Bay, falls to the Los Angeles Rams. Rams win 34-24. This game was kind of in hand the entire contest. Matthew Stafford continues to look very impressive as the signal caller for the Rams. He goes for 343 yards, four touchdowns, two of those to Cooper Cup his new favorite weapon, and an absolute just monster this season. Deshaun Jackson, just three catches, but 120 yards receiving and one touchdown, big touchdown for him. Tom Brady, 432 in the loss. He hoisted the ball 55 times, completed 41 of those, one touchdown. Gronk got knocked out of the game a little bit earlier, came back. Mike Evans in a loss, had 106 yards on eight receptions as the the Bucks, they suffered their first loss. Of the 2021 campaign. Also, you had in the afternoon games going on. uh, We had a game with the Minnesota Vikings and Seattle Seahawks, and Minnesota was finally able to get off the schneid. It was an unreal finish in Santa Clara and heartbreak for the San Francisco 49ers. How did Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers pull off the miraculous win? As time expired against the San Francisco 49ers and continue to turn around their season after a brutal start in the opening week. We're going to talk to Peter Bukowski. It's the On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. And uh, it was nice watching the games yesterday. And then also, when there was any kind of slowdown in the action, I could go to my favorite on-demand favorites with DirecTV, Stream. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. It's Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV, on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Stop waiting to get your TV together. Do it now with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Also, Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar. There's no question about it. We're tasty and nutritional. Those things they combine for one or nine delicious flavors with Built Bar. Figure out which flavor is your favorite: cocoa, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. I just tried their uh, cocoa or their their cookie dough crunch. Unbelievable, and it's just as healthy as is delicious. Seventeen grams of protein, one hundred and thirty calories, four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Right now, save yourself some cash. Try out the Built Bar for the first time. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off. The first order that's using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. It's tough to beat a 66 yarder off the crossbar for a winner, but Sunday Night Football, they tried their damn hardest. It was incredible. Aaron Rodgers set up the game winner. Mason Crosby, he finished it off for the Green Bay Packers. We bring on our guy. Peter Bukowski, of course, locked on today. Of course, uh, my predecessor here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Peter, just try to take us through that game because there was so many ups and downs. It was Green Bay leading out of the gates and then San Francisco roaring back and eventually taking the lead. But then Aaron Rodgers doing what is, uh, it's kind of like nightmare fuel for opponents. He just, <laughs> He does it. You give him too much time and he gets it done.
3: Yeah, and, and this was the ultimate Aaron Rodgers serving as as the ball-don't-lie metaphor, right? Because this was a game where there was a lot of, I thought, questionable calls, officiating-wise, both ways, um, some, some big ones that were missed, some big ones that were called that I didn't think should have been. And you just never want the calls to be the reason any team loses a game. I don't want to have to go on my show on Monday and say, "Oh, the refs. I don't want to spend a segment talking about the refs. You don't want to do that, and and the listeners don't want to hear about it. So the fact that he was able to go out, thirty seven seconds left, no timeouts, and the forty nine ers saying you throw it anywhere but the sidelines, and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams said bet, and and they pull out. They did the only thing that the forty nine ers could not have let them do, and that was get two monster chunk plays. I mean the the to get in in a two minute situation not even a two minute Bo, like 37 seconds left on the first play they they pick up 25 yards okay you clock it on mm-hmm. third and 10 you pick up another 17 yards clock it and get your field goal unit out there i mean they they picked up 42 yards to get in into the game winning field goal position and and they did it like it was nothing yeah. you can't guard the sidelines so much that you're not doing anything in the middle of the field but that's what the 49ers ended up doing and again, it was a game that the Packers, I thought, controlled from the start. They get out to a 17-0 lead. It's a special teams gaffe at the end of the first half that allows the 49ers just to get that first seven points on the board. And, and they they played much better in the second half. But it was a game that
1: the Packers deserved to win. And, and luckily for them, they have Aaron Rodgers on their side. Yeah, Peter Pukowski locked on today, locked on Packers. And it was a masterclass from Aaron Rodgers at the end of that game. Devontae Adams as well. And uh, I mean, is, is the team is the pack back? I mean, is is the last dance, final season? Is it back on track <laughs> after you know two weeks ago? It was over, man. Like they 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 got blown out by the Saints, and now this was a big win. This showed resiliency, and it showed that they are who we thought they were going into this season. I feel like.
3: I think it's a really important game for the Green Bay Packers because maybe they didn't believe in the narratives after Week One. Oh, the distractions and the, the offseason and Aaron Rodgers, but it would have been totally natural, right? Totally human and normal to go, maybe we're just not as good as we thought we were. And when you, when you have a performance like that, they said all the right things. It's just one game. It's a long season, all that stuff. But you know who says that? The Jaguars <laughs> and the Texans. And, and the Texans, turns out, are not as bad as we thought they were, but bad teams say that too. It's different when you're a good team, and we think the Packers are a good team. They proved in this game that they are a good team. They beat a team that we also think is very good on the road on a short week, not just without their left tackle, David Bakhtiari, who's on PUP, but without their their all-world left guard who had been playing left tackle. So they have to start two rookies, an undrafted free agent at left tackle, and a backup left guard who is in his second season and has never been a preferred starter in the NFL. That's the offensive line that goes into the Hornets nest with that defensive front a a front, you know, well from, from covering the Cardinals with Nick Mm -hmm. Bosa and Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead and all of those dudes up there, not to mention Fred Warner on blitzes when they decide to blitz. And they gave Aaron Rodgers the time that he needed, including, and especially on that last drive. And I think that shows so much resiliency to your point, fight, this is a team that in the games that they've lost under Matt LaFleur, it's because they have gotten punched and not been able to punch back. Well, they came out and they threw the first punch, but they did get punched back. And guess what? They showed the ability to finish the fight, to, to be the last one standing at the end in large part because they have two players in, in Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers
1: that are just better than anyone you have to try and stop them. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, I guess, you know, just without with one with a ring and the other looking for one. But uh, also, it's interesting, Minnesota, they get off the schneid. Chicago, Justin Fields, he looks tough. The the rookie quarterback class, it's troubling. It's troubling. I talked about it earlier in the show. And then you have the Detroit Lions, an absolute heartbreaker. How do you think the Green Bay Packers will approach? This is maybe a kind of a, a broader look, but how do you think they'll approach the season with the division kind of being down early on? I think you
3: have to find ways to stay motivated, and and I think they're you know it's going to be a a big ask and a tough job for Matt Lafleur to make sure for these games they get up for them. And I thought they they got off to a little bit of a sluggish start against Detroit defensively. They pitched the shutout in the second half and played a lot better, but offensively they came out ready to play. I don't think that the Packers are going to go into any game with the against Minnesota, against Chicago, or against Detroit, and think. Well, we should just walk through and 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 win this, this this game. They thought that, and Aaron Rodgers admitted that they thought that a little bit against the Saints in Week One, and they got their asses kicked. So I, I think that was the wake up call they needed to say, okay, the focus has to be 100 every week because if if you don't keep it a buck, you're going to get trucked. And and I didn't mean to go all Clyde Frazier there, but I stand <laughs> by it. And I think that I think that those moments can be really important for your team. And I think this is what you're seeing is the result of that. They stayed together. They 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 kept the faith and all the stuff about distractions like with 37 seconds left. That stuff is moot. It doesn't matter. Yeah. These are the moments that can galvanize a franchise, galvanize a team. And, you know, you saw the Super Bowl champs go down. This is as open a, a, a competition. The Chiefs. They lose their second game of the season. This is as as open an NFL as we've seen in a long time,
1: and and the Packers have got to be saying, "Hey, why not us? Why not yeah. us?" And in the Green Bay Packers, it's it's kind of must see, much listen to podcasting with the Lockdown Packers podcast. It's just a fascinating group that uh, I, I, you got to check it out on a daily basis. And of course, what are you guys talking about today on Lockdown today?
3: Well, we're it's it's a lot of NFL. Uh, of course, we're talking about the Rams. Uh, and their big win. Uh we have we have Ross Jackson, also the the Tuesday host of Locked on NFL with his three big takeaways from the weekend. Uh, you know, talking some Ryder Cup, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. It was a busy weekend in sports. And so we'll get you everything that you need to know uh in, in just like 18, 19 minutes. It's great. Yeah.
1: Great, great week for the uh great state of Wisconsin, Peter Bukowski. Check it out. Follow him on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Peter, thanks so much for your time, man. Appreciate it, bro. That's going to do it for the Lockdown NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Lockdown Network for all the great content for the 2021 NFL season and beyond. Follow all of our guests on social media, Luke Braun, Peter Bukowski, who you just heard from. And then, of course, we've got our guy, Uh, David Drogemeyer from locked on chargers and follow me at B L B R E C K tomorrow. You've got your guys, Luke Jackson or Luke Braun and Ross Jackson. They'll be uh, wrapping up, recapping Monday night football. And of course, giving you a little insight for fantasy football in week four of the NFL season. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for making the Locked On NFL podcast. The first thing you tune into each and every day, because it is the best daily NFL podcast coming at you. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It also, just a little reminder, betting on the NFL, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. You'll listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite pick, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts, That's going to do it for me. You have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great week. I will talk to you next week. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast.